Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority. 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio. And by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. And what is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room. Somewhere deep in the heart of the Twin Cities, that is me, he is I, I am him, the Governor Vince Wright of Sports Talk, live from the great state of Minnesota. What's going on, everybody, man? Just another great day in the Twin Cities. Uh, So much sports to talk about. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Sports done right. Again, um, man, let me tell you. Well, first off, uh, make sure you follow me on Spreaker. Uh, That is the platform where the show is heard. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Speaker with an R. Spreaker.com. Just search sports done right. Make sure you uh, you know follow me. Make sure you can get you get in the chat room by hitting that little cartoon looking cloud. Um, we have a big chat room here. It's going to be going a little late because the show before us is going over again. But that, my friends, is no problem. We get started at seven thirty, and we are off and running. So um, for all those folks that emailed in. Yeah, we're, we just decided to go at 7.30 again. Um, I do apologize to uh, the folks uh, from the last time. But, um, you know, the previous show, the Underground Railroad show with that Ninja, is uh, going a little late tonight. And I know most of our, our usual chatters are over in Ninja's chat room. And they'll probably be over in about an hour or so. So um, until then, we just keep rocking and rolling. So let's get it started here on Sports Done Right. I'm going to get to the main issue at hand. Um, for, for new listeners, you don't really have to worry about this. This is more of some in-house stuff. Uh, the chairman of the board uh, of RealCast, uh, the RealCast channel, the RealCast sports channel, I uh, had a little issue with uh, some joking that I did in uh, in my what Sunday show. That's what it was. I did a little show on Sunday, and this individual did not take kindly, apparently, to uh, some trolling, little joke, and we we basically had it out. I woke up to some very angry messages in our little group me chat where me. Uh, some of the other hosts of the shows, uh, the real cast Rangers, as we call ourselves, um, our private chat room. So with that being said, here's what went down. So um, Jungle didn't like what I said. Obviously, it was clearly in a joking manner. And I guess he didn't take it that way. Now. We say when you're in our chat rooms, you got to have thick skin. There's a lot of joking, a lot of uh, trolling, as the kids call it nowadays, that's uh, going on. Um, so that's just one of the things that you got to be, you know, be aware of here. And I got to cut some sound here. Cause I don't, don't want any background noise going on there. That little humming is an actual hot tub you hear behind me. So we just had to unplug that. But um. Anyway, back to the trolling here. So, you know, it was obviously done in just um, this individual didn't take kindly to it. So for that, I do want to apologize. Um, I, I don't do this show to upset people. I do this show to have fun. Ooh, excuse me, to talk sports. 
and to hang out with uh, my peeps, uh, the delegation, uh, the House of Representatives, as it's becoming known in the chat room and beyond the chat room, because there's a lot of people out there that listen that aren't in the chat. And I got to remember they're out there, too. A lot of times I just get focused on the here and now and what's in front of me. But regardless, let me just finish the story because then we're going to get into sports tonight. So I want to get this out the way. So for that jungle brother, I do apologize to you. I do not mean to upset you, but let's also keep it 100% real in here as well, sir. You troll me all the time. I say nothing. I've been referred to uh, many things in, in the chat room. Um, you know, I wanted to, I wish we could have had a conversation just between us. I don't really like doing this stuff on the air. Um, it's just not a good look for, for either of us and for, for the channel, but um, it is what it is. So again, I just want to get that apology out there to you. I do mean it too, by the way, cause I'm, again, I'm not in this to get people upset and whatnot, but at the same time I get trolled. Everybody in here gets trolled. I've been referred to as an uncle Tom, as a white boy, all kinds of, of, of stuff, but I, I let it roll off my back cause I told I need to have a thick skin and I do have a thick skin. I realize that that stuff is joking, but jungle, I do apologize to you. I want you to, however, to have a thicker skin yourself because you dish it out with the best. And sometimes like this, I'm going to, you know, I apologize, but I told you and I told you in the text, I think you overreacted here. I wish you didn't have to go to a group me chat. I don't like putting the rest of the host and the rest of the people kind of in the middle of this um, stuff. But, it, you know, it is what it is. The, the horse is out the gate. And after I'm done with the, talking about it here, I'm moving on. So, uh, Jungle, I would love to do it with you in the Real Cast Nation, hanging with the Real Cast Rangers. If you don't want me associated with your brand, shoot me a text and let me know. Because right now, it is just time to move forward, talk sports, and to grow this thing. And regardless, I'm still going to listen to your show. I'm still going to listen to everybody else's show, um, Ninja's show. Uh, the cooking with the microwave. I'm going to be in the chat rooms. I'm going to be doing my thing. And I hope people will, um, you know, from, from the real cast will continue to listen to sports done right. But this was blown way out of proportion and this needed to be handled. This could have been handled with a simple text message, a simple call. I was homesick yesterday. Um, a quick message. Hey Vince, I don't agree with what you said, or can you maybe elaborate on why you said this? Cause this is how I took it. Now, and we could have squashed it in a couple minutes. So it is what it is. So with that, folks, it's time to move on. Um, the sports governor, Vince Wright, is continuing to move forward with sports done right. And we just keep moving on, people. And, oh, there's our main man. He is uh, the host of the uh, Cooking with the Microwave show. He's going to be coming on uh, after sports done right uh, we end at 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Eastern, and John Fisher, um, it, Cooking with the Microwave Show, is usually ready to go right after that. So what's up, Big John Fisher? We appreciate you stopping by. Thank you very much, sir. I know, uh, as we said, Ninja Show was going long there, so I, I know that most of the gang is over there, but I appreciate you uh, peeping in early. And I'm sure we'll hear from John Fisher a little later on as well. So again, folks, that's John Fisher, another real cast ranger cooking with the microwave. Make sure you listen to his show. 
Also, make sure that you listen to uh, that Ninja show, uh, the Underground Railroad show. Very provocative thoughts there on the African-American experience in sports and journalism. And very, very good show there. Uh, What else we got? Real Cast Radio. That's right. The Real Cast Sports Radio Show. That's Jungle Brother. Um, You can find him on Spreaker.com as well. And folks, make sure you follow all these guys, even though... Like I said, I just had a little tiff with Jungle. Uh, no way in hell do I say not listen to his show. He's a, he's a little different. He, he like he says he he's he's militant. <laughs> he does his thing, but you know there's room for everybody out here, and that's the great thing about podcasting. You can get out here, you can do your thing, and that's all that matters, man. And if you want to do it, by the way, um, you know, do it at Spreaker. Um, so to finish up on this Jungle Brother thing, he was upset that uh, he allegedly, well, it's not allegedly, I said it, but I said it in a jokey manner, um, something about people unfollow him if, if you don't like his show. Again, it was just a joke. Um, pretty much everybody in our private chat room, after they listened to the clip that Jungle Brother supplied to them, figured it out. And, and definitely uh, the Gov, first off, I want to thank you guys for realizing that the Gov in no way would uh, diss any of the hosts of the of of the real cast channels or the real cast shows at all make sure you remember that by the way so also you know we talk about professionalism and this is one point that the gov is definitely going to touch on um we talk about jungle brother brought up professionalism yesterday he said it was unprofessional what i did well jungle brother Again, I apologize. We're going to disagree because, again, I said I did it in a joking manner. If you want to believe that or not, that's that's up to you, sir. But when we talk professional, it's time to get professional. It's time to get these shows to the next level. And being professional doesn't mean trolling one of uh, my guests. Um, and I'm just going to say Eddie from Boston. You, you've called this man a racist. You have implied that the guy is racist in, in our chats and our chat rooms to the point where people are actually sending me messages. And uh, some people who listen to the real cast show questioning who I'm putting on my show. I mean, I'm a black man. Why am I going to put a racist on my show? So let's get the professionalism correct here. Stop misquoting people and let's get it done the right way. Let's get it done the right way. We don't misquote here. That's something that the four letter does, and that's something that mainstream sports media does to steer up the pot. Now, this guy, I told people where they could find the quote that was in question. People went back and listened to it and once again realized that the guy, um, while talking about Cam Newton, said he was uh, immature. And, you know, that can be some some set words to, to people as well. But that's all he said was Cam was immature. And honestly, the people that went back and listened to it, and especially after the Super Bowl, kind of went back and said, look, man, Eddie actually agreed. So, you know, we done with it. We move forward. I'm done apologizing, and I am out, man. I am moving forward. I'm rolling with everybody, and it's just time to go, baby. It is just time to go. Let's do it. That's right. So, yep, that that is it. I said it. I said it in a joking manner. If you can't deal with it, sir, 
you know, it's just time. Do we do your thing, sir. Just do your thing. Cause I'm not apologizing anymore. I'm moving forward. I'm swerving in my suburban, like good old John Fisher says here. I'm on swerve. So that is enough about that. We're 16 minutes in. Um, end of story. And we're going to set up all kinds of stuff here in the future. We're going to get everybody calling in. Easy Eddie from Boston's going to be calling in to take on Jersey Vern to have a little New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox uh, baseball debate. John Fisher doing big things with Jersey Vern on, on his show. And they're on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. And folks, by the way, I am hoping finally next week that I can get in there in the Stewart Sports or the Stuart Media Entertainment Network with my show and get these um, shows growing. Um, I'm going to be on my regular Facebook page because it is time. It is time to grow sports done right. Website in the works, all kinds of stuff coming down the pipe. And, man, I, I can't wait. I'm just a very happy guy tonight. <laughs> Woo! Got the world of the, the weight of the world off my shoulders. And now it's time to get back to sports, people. It is time to kick some ass, and let's do it. I'm watching an old replay, apparently, of the Twins-Baltimore game here earlier today. Let me get that off and get the uh, monitors going here again. Get this basketball game up, because we do have some basketball going on tonight. Um we got, let's check the NBA schedule, by the way. And again, you're listening to Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Oh, let's hit that mute button there. All right, so let's see what we got going on here. Uh, basketball, we got Houston, Oklahoma City on TNT. That's the big bang game tonight. Oklahoma City up 35-29 with nine minutes left in the second quarter there. Uh, other games at halftime, uh, we got the Brooklyn Nets. They are down by 10 to Charlotte, 46-36. to and the Miami Heat, who we're going to talk about a little later on, because we got to figure out what the hell LeBron James is talking about. Um, they're up forty-three to thirty-one on New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans um, has some issues, and we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Um, the late game tonight, another Laker game out in L.A. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are making a stop out to L.A. to take on Kobe Bryant. All right. Keep it going. Sports done right every Tuesday night. Spreaker.com, 730. Uh, let's see what we got going on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out because, again, the show before me uh, was going long there again. So I'm, I was going to wait for some people to get into the chat, the usual chat people. But I'm going to I'm going to hold off on this story because I really need some other opinions on it. But I do want to say what's up to my lovely wife. She's popped up in here listening all the way down in Florida. Um, the lovely Angie Wright, first lady of sports talk in Minnesota. What's up, lovely? Hope everything is good with you and Sid down there in Florida. Tell that girl to put some clothes on, too, by the way. Um, what else do we got going on here? Uh, we also got, I was checking out, that's, that's the last game for the NBA tonight. So only four games in the NBA going off tonight. Uh, we do have some MIT action. Oh, let me holler at my main man. Big Jeff Pohl, the brother-in-law supreme. What up, Jeff? (laughs) 
Appreciate that. Make sure you guys hang out and check out Cooking with the Microwave tonight after my show. Um, he will be on literally right after my show tonight. John Fisher doing big things. And uh, still with the number one hit, I'm on Swerve, which we'll hear a little bit later in the show. All right, what else we got going on here? We got some Gopher sports to catch up on. Uh, the Lady Gopher hockey team has won their seventh national crown. Congratulations to Gopher women's hockey. That's really about the only sport the Gophers are good in now, so we definitely got to give it up for the ladies. Um, the lady basketball team lost not too long ago. Oh, there's my main man. Let's give it up for the Boston Patriot loving Tom Brady Brown nosing. Now, I'm just joking with you. Uh, Greg O, Greg Finney, ladies and gentlemen, he is just a hardcore Patriots fan, originally from Massachusetts, now living in the Atlanta Metro, down there with John Fish and the rest of the gang. Give it up for big Greg O, the main man. Greg O Finney. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some news in New England as well. Um, let's see. Well, again, the, and Grego, you'll like this story. Your New England Patriots are once again picked to kind of basically take the AFC East um, as usual. Um, they had the co coach's breakfast today. Apparently, um, the coach was not fond of microphones being placed in front of him. There's a fun little vid video of Belichick swiping away microphones. Oh, hold on, main man here. What up, John Fisher? What's going on, guys? Hey, what up, my brother? How you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main man, John Fisher, on the line. How's it going down there, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, man, pretty good. Just figured, uh, you know, while uh, we waiting on Ninja to wrap up, I'll go ahead and get this call out the way. Um, how you feel about the Sweet 16, man? Yeah, man, we're going to be touching on that. Um, I got a little story later, so make sure you hang out, John, where we're going to kind of re-rank this. You make sure you don't talk Syracuse, Oh, your cues. Well, hold on here. I'll get into yeah, the cues here. Because... The cues, my friend, might oh, be going go. down. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. You said who, who might be going down? You talking about my orange? I'm talking about your orange, man. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, you know, but I didn't pick them. I didn't think we'd get out of the second round. I mean, right. when I saw that we were going up against Middle Tennessee, then yes, I thought we'd get out of the second round. But um, I mm -hmm. didn't see it before the tournament started, so. You know, I mean, it's only a one, one, uh, a one, you know, one seated difference. So it's a good matchup, but at the same time, man, we got our hands full, man. I don't oh, know if we'll yeah, be able yeah. to pull it off, but if everything, if we come out there clicking on all cylinders, play some good defense, keep the turnovers to a minimum, I think we stand a chance to win this game. Well, and you know, John, because I know you're a big orange guy. Let me read to you here from uh, CBS Sports. Um, this is from an article I'm going to be touching on a little later on tonight. They actually went through and kind of re-ranked the Sweet 16. Unfortunately, Syracuse is in at number 16, and and here's what they say about it: Cuse has got the last, and or excuse me, Cuse has got to be last. It was tremendous in beating Dayton, and then got the break of playing number 15 Middle Tennessee, which kept it close until about 11:30 was left in that game. Jim Beheim's team won its games by an average of 22 points in the first two rounds. 
um, goes in, talks about a few of the players and whatnot. Um, but they're trying to get to that elite eight. And like you said, fish, you know, Hey fish, I think anything really can happen here. This is a weird year for college basketball and just a lot of parody on the college basketball front. Yeah. Well, if you, and it's the thing, um, if you look at it and you look at the remaining team in the, in the sweet 16, us and Gonzaga are both the, the, the lowest two seeds and we, you know, one, one and two, you know what I mean? We're 10, uh, we're 10 and they're 11. So, I mean, it's not like we can say, oh, Syracuse got lucky. I mean, things happen during the tournament. Upsets happen. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not Syracuse's fault that Middle Tennessee won their first round game. You know what I mean? Absolutely right. They, they beat a number two team and they beat them handily. You know what I mean? So, why, why is that our fault? You know, so, I mean, but I can see why, considering our seed being a number 10, I can see why they put us in at number 16. Like I said, I didn't think that we made it this far, but, you know, I mean, who knows? We got a chance, man. You know, we got a chance. You never know, man. One person on the other team has a bad shooting day, and, yep. you know, here we go. Exactly. You know, I mean, it happens. Look, Hey, look at Curry the other night. Um, exactly, you know, exactly. And, and all of a sudden we saw what happened to Golden State when they played the Spurs. It can happen. Yeah, so what's what's your favorite matchup um, of the Sweet 16, though, Gov? Oh man, that's you know that is a very very good question, man. And you know I'm I'm trying to actually take a look at it right now. Couple of them are, are, are interesting from a conference standpoint. You know, obviously being a Big Ten guy, I'm looking at that Indiana Kansas game and that, or excuse me the Maryland Kansas game um, between the one and fives there. Um, and also, man, this uh, Villanova Miami game is quite interesting as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I think Miami is really kind of on a mission this year, but man, Villanova fish is so damn tough, man. They, them boys can ball. So I, yeah, I think but unfortunately, Villanova kind of lacks, they lack length a little bit. That might uh, be their yeah. only downfall that, when it yeah, comes down to wit against wit. That is true. So I, now I don't know where that game's being played. Um, you know, as we're talking between Miami and Nova, we're talking a couple smaller schools, you know, probably smaller fan bases, so um be interesting to see maybe who has the most fans that show up. And also don't forget the regional yeah, well, rivalry. The region. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And then on uh, that other game too, uh Texas A and M and Oklahoma. I mean, you know, these these two states are right next to each other, so that's gonna be a barn burner as well. But I, I really like that Miami Nova, if I had to choose a matchup that the Gov is gonna watch fish, that's the one. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch the uh, other than Syracuse, which is obviously, you know, likely. But um, I like that uh, UVA-Iowa State matchup now. Um, UVA is a team, you know, I I like UVA. You know, I lived in Virginia for 14 years, Northern Virginia. You know, I always had love for UVA since I've been out there, you know, even though Syracuse is is my uh, my team. Right. But, um, you know, hopefully – you, I mean, UVA is a, is a. I just don't see them winning it all. You know, it has to be one of those somebody gets hot and goes on a run, or you know, someone has an excellent game, you know, for them to actually win it all. But you know, I, I cheer for them as well. But you know, Iowa State is a pretty good team, man. You know, they they came in at a number four seed, and I mean, hey, you never know what's going to happen. You, you know. No, I mean, hey, I, I keep an eye on Iowa State. Very solid squad. Uh, the program has been rebuilt. Um, started with uh, Fred Hoiberg there back in the day, the former T-Wolf, now the coach of uh, the Bulls. 
uh, the mayor, as they called him, since he was from there, um, you know, did a magnificent job uh, getting that team back into national prominence, especially with the University of Iowa in the same state. And, man, I got nothing but mad respect for them. You know, I respect all these teams that are left, Fish. But, Fish, let me ask you something, because you said you used to live in Virginia, right? Uh-huh. How is the University of Virginia looked there um, or looked at there um, by the African-American population? And here's the reason I ask. Um, I've known a couple people that have gone to UVA um, that I mm-hmm. went to school with and whatnot. And, and what, you know, they, they would never change where they went. It's a, obviously a fantastic school, one of the top, uh, you know, universities in the country. But uh-huh. they said there seems to be kind of an elitist attitude there, kind of like how people look at Duke. You, can yeah, you expound on that a, a little bit and just kind of tell us? Because, it is. Because they told me, like, uh, they look down on the people that go to, like, Virginia Tech. Like, Virginia Tech's like the NC State compared to Duke and, it, like, North Carolina. Can you help me and, out with and, that? And, and that's, the, that, that's the absolute truth. You know, um, most of, you know, and I graduated high school in 99, so – We'll say from 95 to 99, I know all about, you know, getting recruited to college and all that stuff from the the guys that played in my school because my school always went to state. And um, the thing is, Gov, more people, um, you know, know, more black people would rather go to like a William & Mary or a VCU or, you know, maybe Maryland or even Clemson. You know, like people really didn't want to go to UVA because – they had the reputation of, you know, I mean, if you go there to play, that you're still just, you know, you, you know, you, you're still just a black old guy from the hood, and you should be happy. You know what I mean? Like they, right. so, and then the way that they look down on the other colleges, you know, people. But we love Virginia Tech out there. You know what I mean? Especially, especially after Mike Vick. After Mike Vick, I mean, of course, we love yeah. Virginia Tech. But you got to look at, you got to look at the the amount of colleges that are in that area. We still got Howard right there in D.C. Uh, you know, the Towson State, Maryland, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot, Georgetown. It's all in that, you know, within a, I would say, three-hour three, three hour drive from, from each other. So right. people would rather go there. And people didn't really want to go to West Virginia either, but West Virginia, you know, they always had good programs, so they could get people, but right. a lot of them weren't locals, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, yeah, that's cool, man, because I've always wondered about that fish. Was like I said, people have mentioned that to me before, and uh, I I just thought it was very interesting because I I hadn't heard about that before, but um, what you say makes makes total sense, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, look, who I think the only people that went there from Virginia, I think, were were Tiki and Ronde, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Wow. And then and then and then and you know, no disrespect to them, but they're not really looked at as you know hoodlums or nothing like that, like. A lot of people who right. wear dreads or, you know, gold in their mouth will be looked at as. Prim and proper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, that's interesting, Fish. I did because, um, you know, I didn't know that some of these other schools were so close to UVA down in Charlottesville there. But, yeah, they're very uh, good squad this year. Um, you know, hey, man, have you been following this Oregon squad at all? Because I'll admit, Fish, I haven't. But um, I'm starting to I, like what I, I see either. from them. And what you going to think they're going to do against your blue? I was just getting ready to ask you, man. You ever say anything about the Duke game? I know you're a Duke fan, unless yeah. you just be trolling jungle with that Duke. <laughs> nah, I think my days are, of trolling jungle might be over. But, um, uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm rooting for Duke. 
But, you know, if I'm out there in Vegas, depending on the point spread and whatnot, I don't know if the money's going on them. Oregon, um, like, like you, I, I haven't followed them a whole lot this year. Uh, I, I really don't know too much about the team, but just from the highlights I've seen, I know they're for real. And obviously this has kind of been a down year for Duke. So them actually getting this far has been a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> Yeah, do you think um you think old oh, Wolfie Duke's gonna be number one pick? Oh man. Hmm. That's a very good question. I you know I Fish, think he may. Because yeah. he has a longer wingspan than Ben Simmons. And you know, they give the whole Ben Simmons attitude. I don't really buy into all of that. Um but at the same time I'm just saying like I just think if he lights up his next game and they make it to the Elite Eight or even if they make it to the final four and it's you know he does like really well. They'll right. probably take him number one overall. I mean, look how it was last year with Jaleel Okafor. He was just hands down preseason the number one overall pick. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the season, they're like, oh, look at this dude call Anthony Towns. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. wait a minute now, take a second exactly. look. And then Okafor ends up falling what to three. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And you know, and speaking of the draft here, man, you know, talking about Ben Simmons, let's just speak on him a little bit. And folks, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Um, I got John Fisher cooking with the microwave, our usual chat crew. Um, that ninja went long or is going long. So they'll be up in here a little later on. Um, man, we're going to have to talk to Ninja, man. We got to get his schedule straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, we do. I think Cuddy, Cuddy coming on kind of uh, cutting in his time. Yeah, I know. We got yeah, we got to figure out that stuff so we can get our schedules mm-hmm. together. But um, – what I was going to ask you, man, Ben Simmons is leaving. And, you know, National Freshman of the Year, he averages 19 points, 8 or 11 rebounds, 4 assists, and even a couple steals for a six foot ten guy. That's amazing. Um, what I want to ask you, Fisher, and I would love to ask, like, Ninja this as well. So I was hoping he'd be here. I'll ask him maybe a little later on. But in terms of uh-huh. Simmons – do you think kind of all the stuff that happened towards the end of the year with uh, the academic stuff and him not being eligible for that wooden award? Because we know how, you know, general managers get real touchy about little things like this. And then all of a sudden you find yourself kind of dropping down the draft board. Do you think uh-huh. that he can fall? And I'm not saying he's going to fall to the second round by any means, but do you think he could fall a couple places over what I call that BS? Um, If you want me to be 100% honest, and this is just maybe my little conspiracy theorist or whatever, Ben Simmons is a smart guy. You know what I mean? Just because he doesn't have mega grades doesn't mean he's not right, smart. Right. You know what I mean? I think he probably, maybe if he doesn't have an agent under the table already, that he's at least been talking to somebody. Um, and they're probably advising him, hey, dude, you might not want to be the number one overall pick because you could end up going to Philadelphia. Oh, geez, you know what man. I mean? And <laughs> what, 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 what would you rather be, the number one overall pick and go to a place where you're going to be miserable? Or would you rather, you know, be a top three pick? You're still going to get paid. You're still going to have endorsements. But at least you can be in maybe a little bit better of a situation where it could be a franchise who just had a down year. Say if the Lakers pick in the top three. If the Lakers pick second and he ends up, you know, falling to number two. Because all we know is the 76 is going to pick the, 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 the person that every – whoever has first pick. But if it's Philly, they're going to pick whoever everyone says is the best player. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I, I really hope he doesn't go to Philadelphia either. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, we, you know, we can spend, you know, both of our shows on that entire topic alone, I'm sure. But exactly. the 76ers is just not a place I want to see uh, a young talent like Big Ben go to. Um, I, I don't really buy into, like you were saying, uh, you know, the academic stuff. You know, there's more than book smarts in life. And I think this kid is going to be just fine. Um, he well, doesn't here's, seem... the thing about the, here's the thing about yeah, the go academics, ahead, Gov, and I'll be cutting you off. No, go ahead. Um, if you knew that you were only going to be in college for a year and then you were going to sign a multi-million dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. And you knew that all you had to do was go to class long enough to be eligible to play in the basketball season. Why would yeah. you go to class? Exactly. I mean, up until the point that you absolutely had to, you know, bar an injury, and even if you get injured, depending on the type, the nature of the injury, you know what I mean? Hell, MB still went. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, you 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 already know I'm not going to be here. Right. If I come back and get my degree later, I come back and get my degree, but I'm not going to be here, and I don't have to go to class because I'm not going to be here. So I'm not going to go to class. It's just plain and simple. So, the whole exactly. academic side of it is just different. I feel like if Ben Simmons was a player who wasn't as talented as he is and wasn't projected to be a top pick right. and he had to come back another year, he would go to class because he would need to be eligible. Right. But exactly. if you don't need to be eligible, then who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. Well said. Well said, John Fisher. That's why I'm glad you're here. And, you know, I was, like I said, I'm glad you're here. And I was really hoping to have Ninja here because I was hoping I could get him to call in because I, I really wanted to ask him these questions and, and pick his brain as well. Because I, I, I love his kind of take on things and how he comes from it, just like I love your takes on things. But I'll get yeah, well, to him. Know, I'll get to him. I, I, um, I'll stand in his place. You know, that's why that's, that's one of the reasons they gave me the nickname, the microwave, man. It's, I come off the bench like me. Oh, and, and, and you know what? Put in some work. That's right, brother. And I also, I better clarify my speeches. I don't want anybody getting mad. Um, earlier, I, it just popped in my brain. I said, hey, that ninja, uh, his show went went long again. Please don't take that out of context. <laughs> People, please don't take that out of context, man. Hey, 730, uh, I'm just going on because, uh, you know, I got a lot of other listeners outside of our chat room that really appreciate the 730 start time. So that's what that's all that's coming from. So please, I've had enough of uh, being trolled from my gang here to last me a lifetime. All right, let me get back into John Fisher, the main man here. Um, Fish, man, now you're, you know, you're a big Eagles guy. You're, you know, you know some Philadelphia sports. Let's spend a minute here and and, and talk. Oh, and before I do that, where are my manners? I'd like to welcome back, uh, after a little hiatus, my mother, Reese Bell, in the chat room. What's up, Mom? Mom Bell. Yes, Mom Bell is back with us. Thank you for joining us, Mom. Appreciate you. Love you. All that fun stuff. And um, if dad's listening, uh, what up, pops? Love you as well. And and speaking of my pops, because, uh, John, my dad is from Pennsylvania. So he oh, really? grew up and he's a, you know, sixer, Dr. J, the whole nine. Man, what is it going to take Fish to, you know, at least start to rebuilding the 76er franchise? You know, we, we can go back to the days of AI and, you know, I'm a little older than you. So I grew up watching Dr. J and, and that championship team with Moses Malone. But man, what is it going to take? Because, you know, the 76ers are a franchise that the NBA needs uh, to get back. 
Um, if you ask me, because uh, it, it's kind of hard, because you, you figure at first it's got to start with management, mm-hmm. upper-level management with the presidents and the GMs and the people who are in, in charge of personnel and drafting and trading and all of that stuff. Um, and the reason I say it starts with them is because they're the ones who have to make the decisions about roster moves, you know what I mean, and have to, you know, try to get – if you look at it, they're no free agents. The only free agents that go to Philadelphia are free agents that have no choice and there's no other team to play for. That's a very good You know what I mean? Yeah, no one absolutely. wants to go there. Like the rule – you know, so therefore, because that's the case, all they can rely on is being sorry every year and getting the top draft pick. But then you got a team full of young dudes, and by the time any of them could be to the point where they're good enough, they've probably traded them away. Or they're, or they're there and they just play miserable because it just sucks to be in that organization. I mean, you, we could all see, I mean, kid it if you want, but we could all see Jaleel Okafor kind of drop the jersey when, you know, when he got drafted and he was sitting at the press conference. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't want to go there. He did not want to go there. And I think, like, he was very disappointed that he didn't get drafted at number two to, and, 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 went to, and went to L.A. You know, he's probably looking, oh, I could be the next Shaq. And, you know, I, you know, I could be the next Kareem or whatever, the next Will. And then all of a sudden, oh, snap, they took D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. I'm going to Philly. I'm going to Philly. You know, so exactly. it, it, it's going to take a lot. And then, and then also from a player standpoint, I think it's going to take somebody, a player who has like a um, – a Cam Newton type attitude, you know, a person who's not used to losing in any phase of their life, and they got that dog in them so much that where, even though they're in a sorry situation, they're gonna make it better. Because let's let's let, let's not act like Cam Newton was always in the best situation. You know, at first he had Steve Smith and nobody else to throw the ball to. You know what I mean? Then he had uh, Steve Smith, and I think he got uh, um, Olsen. You know, and then Steve Smith's gone, and they don't bring him anybody. He's just dealing with rookies and Olsen, and they you know he hasn't really. But Cam Newton is so used to not losing, you know, he decided to do something to not keep himself sulking on the sidelines. He said, I'm going to win. And that's what needs to happen in Philadelphia. They need to get somebody with that dog that will say, mm-hmm. I don't care if we're here, we're going to take something. You know what I'm saying? We're going to compete. We're we going to compete. Right. Yep, yep. No, that's a good point, man, because these Sixers have been a mess for so long. And, you know, I know the, the city's just dying for this team to get back. Uh, Philadelphia, obviously, one of the great sports towns in our country. And it's just a damn shame, man. You know, um, uh, ever since, uh, what was his name, uh, Croce, Pat Croce left there. Um, the, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, now look, I don't claim to know too much about ownership and the higher-ups there. And maybe you know a little bit more than me on that fish. But it just seems like this organization, man, is just, not run well from the top to the bottom, so to speak. Well, it's not run well from the top to the bottom. And the fact of the matter is they're still like doubling close to tripling their profit every year. So wow, for really? that standpoint, okay. if you could be sorry as hell, you know, mm-hmm. not pack the stands and still, you know, make all that money because of the Philadelphia market. Wow. You know, you, are you really going to care? You know? I guess yeah, they just yeah. hey we'll we'll always we'll always be we'll always be relevant because we'll always have a top draft pick. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and the way it's been going, <laughs> we're gonna get that number one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like we're always gonna have a top draft pick, so we'll be relevant one way or another. Mm. And I think the way they're looking at it is very is you know is is not a smart thing. And maybe they're saying, well, we're just gonna get a whole core of of good young players 
and then eventually they'll be able to grow together. But you got to understand, most of the players that they're getting only played in college for one year because they're getting the top pick every time. Exactly. And, you know, so they and don't have the experience. Exactly. And, man, and that's where it comes back to bite you. Because, hey, I'm all for, you know, kids getting paid, and especially college because you don't get paid. You help bring in all this money, um, so on and so forth. But, man, when you come into the NBA and when you're on when I'm when I leave my college fan at the door and I become an NBA fan and I'm watching these games or I'm down at Target Center watching the T-Wolves. And like you said, man, all these teams with these young kids, these one and dunners, man, they haven't truly even learned how to play the game yet. And now they come to the NBA for on the job training, but it makes for a horrible product in some cases. Well, it makes for a horrible product in most cases, Doug, when you don't have a leader. When you don't have a veteran on that team who can pull you to the side and say, hey, this is, look at look at what Minnesota did for Carl Anthony Towns. They mm-hmm. went and got KG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, they were going to do that for KG anyway because of who KG is. Right, yes, but yes. they got they, – but they have KG as someone who can, even though they might not be, you know, especially in the West, a playoff team, he can show Carl Anthony Towns the ropes. This is how you deal with the media. This is how you deal with opposing right. players. Let me show you some old tricks to the trade that the rest might not know. you got somebody to kind of coach you up, whereas if you're going to Philadelphia, everybody around you is in your age bracket. It, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You, there's you no know, veteran everybody leadership. Everybody around you is in your maybe a year or two older than you, so there's no one to say, yeah, hey, look, no, you got a, you got a team full of – we can't call them all hotheads, but you got a team full of young guys. Right. And young guys make mistakes, you know, because we all made mistakes when we were young. You know, but they are not used to dealing with adversity because they've all won at every level, and then they go there and they just they just suck. Yes, yeah. And the problem is they have looked, they have watched on TV and seen this organization suck for years, and then they end up there. They're like, "Shit, we still gonna suck," or maybe they come in thinking, "Well, I can help turn this around," and then they end up sucking. And you know what it is, John Fish? It's like Shawshank Redemption. You've been institutionalized. You've been sports institutionalized. Exactly. You know, you get into a certain uh, mind frame, and uh, then it becomes it like Groundhog's Day. It starts happening over and over. Your routine's the same. You start losing all the time, and all of a sudden it's just in your head. Now, some people are fortunate enough to break free and get with different teams and, and change that. But, yeah, man, you're right. This, you know, these, the one and dones on the pro side, it's a killer. It is a killer. Yeah, and, and and see the reason why so many of these cats go one and done now. Uh, it, it's all because of a money standpoint. You know, when you look at it mm-hmm. now that they have a rookie scale in um in the NBA, they got that new scale where they just can't get right. all of that yes. money. Everybody is in a rush to get to the second contract. Yep. Everybody's in a rush to get to that second contract. So the quicker I get to the league, you know, I may get to my second contract by the time I'm 26, 25. Exactly. Yep. You know what I mean? And then that's when you get the big money and you might actually get a third contract as opposed to you coming in the league when you're 22 years old. Right. You know, by the time you get your second contract, I mean, hell, you're almost 30. And folks, that's why I love having them on, man. John Fisher cooking with the microwave. Um, one of the keen sports minds. And, and you know, John, I didn't even think of that. And before we continue, I got to welcome our main man, Mr. Run CNC up in here. What's going on, Mr. DJ Run? Um, Whatever, Ron. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Um, and he says in the chat room, by the way, they need to do the, do them like baseball, sign them to a team, but can stay in college. What do you think about that? That's kind of an interesting take. Um, no, they need to pay the college players. No, that too. <laughs> that because too. Signing them to a team, but they can still, you know, stay in college. I mean, it, it, it's a good idea, but then you got conflict of interest. Like, what are they yeah. going to do? How are they going to practice? They basically be signed to a team, making money, and not they're not teaching you anything because you you on campus. Right, right. Now, they have to they have to pay the college players. If you look at it now, kind of the the you know they're doing a good job in the um, in the development league. Seth Curry got picked up. There's a lot of players that get picked up when players get hurt out of the development league. Some of them get a chance and do well. Some of them don't. Some of them get sent back down. You know, but that's basically now the the minor leagues for the guys who don't get drafted, um, you know, into the into the pros or don't, you know, they're not a high draft pick. They still end up going to the development league or playing in the summer leagues, trying to sharpen their skills. You know, and then that's a way for them to get paid, not having to go overseas. But you know, the whole idea—I mean, if, if you paid kids to stay in college, if you paid kids, you know, the college athletes, they'd stay in school a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would stay, and I'm talking about, you know what I mean. I'm not, not the, not the guys that come from country clubs, oh, not no, the Steph right, Curry's. Right, you know, right. you know, you know, Seth, Steph Curry didn't need the money because his dad was an NBA player. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Guys like that, no. But you know, a guy coming from, you know, he's the middle child of seven kids, and his mom's been on welfare her whole life. He's got to get to that money as soon as he can. Yeah, no. So even if you paid him, even if you paid him in college, he still probably go go pro. But you know, to a lot of guys, they stay. You know, because most guys are just waiting until they're until someone says, "Hey, you'd be a high, you'd be a high draft pick." Right. Those are the guys that leave. Yeah, and it's interesting because Run CNC out here in the chat says, kind of like a paid internship. He feels, but he does agree with you. They they got to get paid. And and ultimately, that's where it has to start, man, because, you know, I get it. You know, and Fish, I'm sure, you know, we've all talked about this stuff before. Um, you know, I understand that, you know, they get their stipend or um, a little bit of a stipend, but they, they get the scholarship. But, you know, folks don't realize that those scholarships are, n- are not necessarily renewable. They're, are, they're year by year. So even though a blue chipper comes out and you hear him signing with these schools, technically it's a one-year scholarship that's renewed. Yeah, they can take your, they can take your scholarship away. For, for a lot of BS reasons. Now, a lot of stuff has happened in the past where these kids have done stupid shit, and, yeah, they deserve it. But like, you, like John Fisher just said, a school can literally invent any excuse to take your scholarship away. So that's or they'll, another drop you down, or, they'll, or, they'll, or they'll drop you down to a partial scholarship and force you to transfer. Exactly. Yep. And then all of a sudden your life is uprooted because you got to transfer. You got to find the school. They're not going to help you find the school, by the way. Um, you know, so, yeah, very, very good points, man. I appreciate our run CNC here as well. Uh, Grego says, Fish, you got your damn toes out and group me. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh man, I, I'm not doing that on your show, God. <laughs> I'm not doing that on your show, God. We'll yeah. say that and cook with the microwave, man. But get, you can get back to your show, man. I don't want to hold you up any longer. All right, hey, fish. Um, I have to get back to some of this research, man. You're doing a great job, exactly, man. man. And uh, folks, first off, fish, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for checking in with us, brother. You have a good All night. Right, we'll peace. be listening to you in uh, just over an hour. Ten four, good sir. Okay, peace.
Ladies and gentlemen, John Fisher cooking with the microwave. Yes, sir. What's going down? And I thank John Fisher for hanging out with us. He called in uh, 651-968-0124. And very, very good points. Uh, Grego, funny snap there at the end. You know you don't mess with Fisher with them toes out. But, um, yeah, I appreciate that. All right, folks, let's do this here because we are going to take our first break. I'm going to get things resituated here. And we're going to keep rocking and rolling, baby. Sports done right, moving forward, hopefully onward and upward. And don't forget the other real cast shows as well. Um, we have what up? We got, as I said, John Fisher's Cooking with the Microwave. That's coming up next. Uh, the Bottom to the Top show is a show that jo- that Jersey Vern and John Fisher do. Make sure you uh, search and follow them on the Spreaker as well. And also, folks, one other show that I want to tell you about, if you go and search Real Cast Rangers, under there you'll have Jungle Brothers shows. Uh, he just did a show. My, my show name is Real Cast Sports. Uh, he also did a Saturday Night Live show this past Saturday that uh, was a lot of fun. And uh, actually, I called into that one and chopped it up with him. And also, uh, check out the episode with him and his brother Finch talking politics. One of the funniest things you will ever hear on Spreaker. So make sure you're following all the shows. Uh, Gary G. Money Joiner's show as well, Everyday People. Uh, Jersey Vern's show. I got We got so many now. It's going to take me a minute to go through them all and remind me. So Jersey's uh, Monday wrap-up or roundup show. Uh, man. And if, and by the way, if I got any of the names wrong, please don't hold it against me. Oh, man. All right. So uh, my mom's in there saying what's up to everybody. Um, again, good point by Run CNC saying that these guys got to get paid as well. So definitely let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, we're going to hear some of John's music a little later on in our show. Um, we are coming up to the first hour break of sports done right another Tuesday night full throttle uh, moving forward make sure folks you're following me the gov on Twitter at the big smooth one um, yes the recap show Jersey Vern's Monday recap show thank you Grego for uh, setting me straight there in the chat room appreciate that my friend So, yes, yes, yes. That's um, about it. Let's uh, just trying to figure out some knobs here, get some music up so we can get going. All right. So let's get things started. I will be right back after this break, people. Thank you for listening. By the way, Sports Done Right every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 Eastern. And I definitely appreciate everybody in the chat room. We'll have more people coming in a little later, I hope. Um, Grego, appreciate you. And, and Grego, man, you, you need facts checked. Grego is your man. Grego sits here. He listens to all our shows. He's in all of our chat rooms. Never calls in. But, man, if you need a fact, if something gets blurted out on your show or if disagreements come up, Grego is on it, man. And he will have that information in your chat pronto. So let's take this break. Gov will be right back and we will get it kicking. So keep it tuned live, Spreaker.com. And we'll kick it with a little brandy for old time's sake. One of my favorite little Vegas jam tunes, but I'll leave the stories there. Oh, 
get exotic with the melodic tune. I get hypnotic with the moon, but you got to put me down soon. I flip a sideshow if you come my way. Up, down, and around, even sideways. I'm about as ready as the light can get. We can go all out. I ain't afraid of the sweat, but yet. I bet you got the techniques to freak a girl inside out. What's that all about? Can I have some of that? You gotta put me on. Word around town is your nine men strong. I'm gonna be put on in the worst way. Since the first day, I think it was a Thursday. You be that brother that I wanna sink my teeth in. Make me wanna ask, where the hell you been? I like the way you be with all that personality. But I got flavor too. You need to go with me. The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. 
Now let's get back to the show. What up, what up, what up, what up? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming back at you live and direct. We are just past the first hour mark. We got an hour left, and then we are followed by Cooking with the Microwave and Real Cast in Full Effect tonight. Teflon Tuesdays is what we call this. Um, we have a series of show every Tuesday, and started off today with the Old Man Cuddy show, an old man out of somewhere, some nursing home up in North Carolina. Um, was uh, locked up by his, uh, I think it was his grandson, um, his grandson shipped him off and locked him up. Didn't want to deal with him no more. But somehow the old man found a computer room up there at the nursing home, and he did his show. So we look forward to having more shows by uh, the old buzzard from North Carolina, Cutty Man, Cut Man, the Cut Man. Uh, we also had uh, underground, uh, the Underground Railroad show up sitting here. Let's try to take a drink of water. There we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Underground Railroad show by that ninja. Uh, we also have my show, obviously part of Teflon Tuesdays, and it's all capped off by the man you just heard, John Fisher, cooking with the microwave. One of the best shows around. The Sultan of late night sports talk is what he is, and man, John Fisher is just—he's a cool dude. Uh, he's got impressions. The guy raps. Um, he's just a, a virtual one man vaudeville show. John Fisher can do it all and he, and he is doing it all. So big ups to him. So make sure you hang out. Um, his show is just, uh, an hour away. So with that being said, folks, let's get into it. Um, one thing I wanted to do since I am the sports governor in Minnesota and I do focus on big 10 sports, uh, a couple things that I wanted to get into in this last hour. Um, we kind of touched briefly on it with John Fisher, but we're going to talk about reseeding the sweet 16. So we're going to reseed them and we're going to talk briefly about each team in the sweet 16. But before we do that, folks, um, I'm going to talk to you about the teams that are left in the sweet 16 from the big 10. Um, again, uh, I am the sports gov Vince Wright. You can listen to me all the time on Spreaker.com. Make sure you follow my show um, to get the electronic notification. So whenever I go live, you'll get notified and you can tune in. You can hit that little cloud bubble. That's the chat room. You can get in here and chat with us. And you can also call into my show live at 651 968 Two four as well. Run CNC out there in the chat room says loved Brandy and then Monica with the boy is mine. Yeah, definitely. We were talking about kind of the R and B music uh, with Brandy that we played during the break there. Yeah, man, music was just good music back then, and plus it was back when we still had a little bit of R and B music. You know, when you speak of R and B music now, it's just hip hop. Everything's hip hop related. Um, or auto-tuned, and we know what these kids are doing today, the Drakes, the, you know, all these other people out there. And, hey, they're, they're talented kids, I get it, but, man, they ain't holding a stick to what was coming up when we were coming up, you know, the 90s, the G-Funk era. You know, I can take music back into the 70s because, you know, I'm 47, but, man, yeah, that, that Brandy, those first couple albums of hers and the remixes and all that stuff, Brandy was doing her thing. And that was one of our Vegas tunes. We used to hear that in uh, some of the clubs when me and the boys, we do our guy trips out to Vegas. So that little Brandy tune and album has a little special place in the heart. But as they say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, R&B 90s indeed, RNC. So, but folks, let's take a look here at the uh, Big Ten Sweet 16 matchups and just talk about each team. This comes from the BigTen.com network. It's actually kind of compiled by their entire staff there. Um, there's not one in particular writer that gets credit here. So, uh, Big Ten outright champ Indiana, Maryland, and Wisconsin all advanced to their respective regional semifinals with pair with a pair of wins this last weekend. Two of the teams draw number one seeds, and that's Indiana. They're playing North Carolina. Maryland drew Kansas, and Wisconsin gets a number six seed, Notre Dame. With wins Friday night, Indiana and Wisconsin would meet in the regional final with a final four berth on the line. So for all of us Big Ten fans, very interesting games coming up this weekend. Um, Let's see here. So it then goes on to talk about the team. So we're going to talk about Indiana first, and we're going to talk about why they can win and why they can't and why they can lose, to be honest with you. So Indiana, this is now this is the Hoosiers' first Sweet 16 appearance since 2013. They lost as a number one seed that year to, hey, check it out, Fish. They, that was the year they lost to the number four seed, Syracuse Orangemen, baby. Big John Fisher's team. All right, enough of that. Um, This is their 17th Sweet 16 appearance. They're tied with Michigan State for the most among Big Ten teams. And they're looking at their uh, first Elite Eight appearance since 2002. And that was the year they actually advanced to the national title game. And they also did that as a number five seed, by the way. This is the 14th meeting against uh, Indiana and North Carolina, including the third in the tournament. Um, in 1981, Indiana beat North Carolina in the national finals. In 84, Indiana downed Michael Jordan and North Carolina in the Sweet 16. So why can Indiana win? Well, top 10 nationally in four offensive categories. Efficiency, their eighth. Effective field goal percentage. Um, what else is that? Three-point field, field goal percentage. They're 41%, which ranks fifth. And um, their regular two-point field goal percentage, uh, they're shooting almost 60%, uh, 50, over 56%. Um, 35% of their points come on three-pointers, so they're definitely going to do or die by that. And their 15th in offensive rebounding percentage. Um, they keep teams off the free-throw line. They're pretty good defensively. And North Carolina, by the way, isn't a real good three-point shooting team. They ranked, and I had it written down here, 308th nationally. Uh, this Tar Heel team is only shooting the three points or the three-point shot at a 31.4% clip, and it's 222nd nationally in opponents' three-point shooting. Uh, North Carolina opponents grab nearly 30% of their misses, so uh, North Carolina not the best rebounding team out there, apparently. Now let's take a look at why Indiana can lose. They're injured. Um, Robert Johnson hurt his ankle in the game against Kentucky. He didn't come back. He's also questionable for this game. OG Anunoby, I hope I did the name justice, um, his ankle is busted up as well. He left the Kentucky game, but he did return. Uh, Juwan Morgan had a shoulder injury. He did not return. So this is a busted up Hoosier team. Uh, The Hoosiers also turned it over. Uh, nearly 20 or turnover um, nearly 20 percent of their possessions Hoosiers don't get to the free throw line much they rank uh, 256 nationally in getting to the free throw line and North Carolina North Carolina is ranked in the top 10 in offense and defense defensive efficiency 
North Carolina lives in the paint and on the offensive glass, grabbing nearly 40% of their missed shots, uh, ranks them fourth. Tar Heels don't turn it over. They rank 25 nationally in turnover percentage, and they cash in at the free throw line. They're ranked 35th in the country uh, at a 74.2% clip for the free throw line. So that's Indiana, why they can win and lose against their game against North Carolina. Let's take a look at the folks over in Maryland. University of Maryland looking good. Uh, The Terrapins are back. This is their first Sweet 16 appearance since 2003. They lost as the number six seed that year to a number seven seed, Michigan State. Uh, they are. This is the sixth all-time meeting against Kansas and just the second in the uh, tournament. Only other meeting happened in the 2002 Final Four where number one seed Maryland beat number one seed Kansas 97-88 to on the way to their national championship, which, by the way, they won, ironically, over Indiana. So... There you go, Maryland doing their thing. Now, why can Maryland win in their game here um, against Kansas? They can win because they are the twenty. They're twenty fourth in offensive efficiency. Gov ain't speaking too good tonight. Eleventh in effective field goal percentage as well. They are eighth in two point field goal percentage. Seventh in free throw percentage. Seventeenth in block shot percentage as well. They're a very underrated defensive team. They rank in the top 50 nationally um, in defensive efficiency. Um, Maryland also has the fourth tallest team in the country, so that's very interesting as well. Kansas is just slightly above average in turnovers, and Kansas is below average at keeping teams off the foul line, it says here in the Big Ten notes. Now, why can Maryland lose? The Terrapins don't protect the ball particularly well, it says here. And they don't turn uh, teams over. Maryland is struggling from distance. They're shooting just 10 of 41 in this tournament, including one of 18 last time out versus Hawaii. And Kansas is ranked 10th in offensive efficiency. They're ranked 8th in effective field goal percentage. So watch out, man. This could be a very – I think this is going to be a very good game. I do look for Kansas to kind of – Uh, pull away a little later in the game but look for Maryland to keep it close right up through about midway through the second half and as they start getting down to crunch time I think some of these um, transparencies and discrepancies that the team has may come into play now let's uh, go over there and talk about Bucky Badger boy Wisconsin man I hate to do it but I got to give him credit you know what can you say Oh, it just pains me to say, oh, the governor, the graduate of Minnesota, and I got to give these Badgers yet more credit. Anyway, this is their third consecutive Sweet 16 appearance. This is, that's, by the way, that's the longest active streak in the nation. So for everybody that's always kind of dogging the Big Ten and whatnot, Badgers are holding it down. Fifth Sweet, sixth Sweet 16 appearance in the last six seasons. Only school that can make that claim. Second meeting between Wisconsin and Notre Dame since 1968. Um, Looking for the third straight Elite Eight appearance, which would join Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State as the only Big Ten schools with three straight Elite Eight appearances. So good for Wisconsin. Now, why can the Badgers win? Well, they're 12th in defensive efficiency. They're top 50 in two-point percentage in defenses. And they average more than 20 seconds per possession, which is the third slowest possession length of, of, 
uh, on average nationally. God, I wish I could read tonight, man. What is going on with me? I ain't even sipping the tequila. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, the Joker's trolling me, man. Ugh. Let's just, okay, let's rewind. Start this over. All right, and you're listening to the Sports Governor, Vince Wright. Um, why Wisconsin can win. Um, also, they, well, they have the what's called the seventh slowest in tempo. Will force Notre Dame to play at a slow pace. That is what Wisconsin has been known for. They slow the game down. They bring it down to their level and play their game. Very fundamentally sound team these Badgers are. They don't make a whole lot of boneheaded mistakes. You get them on the line, they hit their free throws, and they're solid. And by the way, they're playing much better than than the season started. Oh, man. Uh, Run CNC says, man, listening to, or listen to them Badgers, also known as Polar Bears, always a tough out. They really are. And, you know, I'm a University of Minnesota guy. I'm a University of Minnesota graduate. And so, you know, it pains me to give that program love. But, you know, after a while, you got to respect what they're doing. You know, we haven't beaten them in 12 years in football. That's a damn shame. 12 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh, man. So there you go. Okay, now why can Wisconsin lose? The Badgers allow teams to shoot very well from distance. Wisconsin struggles inside the arc, making just 46% of uh, two-point shots. Put some pretty low down there in the uh, national rankings. Notre Dame, let's talk about them. Notre Dame has one of the best offenses in the nation, ranking 7th in offensive efficiency. Uh, They are 29th in two-point field goal percentage, just over 53%. And, you know, again, you know, an Irish team uh, that is very well coached. They are very well, um, you know, they, and again, because I'm not a Notre Dame fan either, but, you know, they, they just seem to find a way to get it done. And I got to give them credit. So those are some interesting facts there on why the, uh, these uh, teams uh, can win and can lose. You know, we got Maryland, we got Wisconsin, and we got Indiana carrying the Big Ten torch so to speak so um you know i turned into a conference man at this point the only thing that would suck is if wisconsin actually did win it all because i live 10 minutes from that border and we would have to listen to it all the time oh we got a call coming in here let me check in caller thanks for calling sports done right you're live with governor vince Wright. who do we got on the line we have the one and only North Minneapolis, Jarvis J. Jarvis J. My man, what's up, Jarvis J? What's up, Big Smooth? What's happening, man? Oh, not much, man. Just sitting here hanging out. Um, we had uh, John Fisher on the line with us earlier. He's getting ready to set up to do his show after um, our show's over here in about 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad you called in there, brother. Um, hey, what did you think man, about shout that? Out. Oh, say, go I ahead, just want to shout, you know, just shout out to John Fisher, man. He he be dropping that knowledge, man. I like his takes. You yeah. know, very very intellectual dude, man. He he's he what, really that's what's up. is. 
He really is. And yeah, man, on the replay, uh, Jarvis, make sure you check it out because he has some real good points tonight. Um, just to kind of I, I heard him. I heard him. I heard oh, him. did you? Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you know, when I take a nap, bro, like I, I gotta like, man, like it takes me a minute to. You know, get the cobwebs out. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In the chat room saying what up. Run CNC's out there saying what up to you. We got Greg. No, tell him I'll say what's happening. Hey, what's you up? hear him, everybody. He's saying what's up. Um, we were hoping to maybe have a few more, but maybe that ninja's rocking still on the microphone. But we move forward. And we got That's Jarvis right. J on the line. And Jarvis, man, I got to ask you as a fellow Minneapolis homie, man, did you check out that uh, Timberwolves game last night with the Warriors? Yeah, I actually did, man. Like, I I, I was impressed, you know. Um, you know, that was, that was a game that could be had, you know, and it was like I was kind of wanting the Wolves win, but then, you know, I do want to, you know, see that pursuit of history also, right. you know. So I was kind of, you know, Mm, you know, it was kind of yeah. tough to watch. Yeah, you know, exactly. but I, I, I respect, I respect the effort that the guys gave. You know, they didn't lay down, so I, I can respect the effort that they gave. Do you think if they would have won that game last night, they may have saved uh, Sam Mitchell's job, possibly? Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That that seems to be a real touchy subject with, with some of the fellows in, in the chat, you know, <laughs> you know, but you know me, man, like I'm, I'm not, I'm shame proof. No one's going to shame me for feeling the way I feel. So, you know, I just don't think Sam Mitchell is the right guy for this job. At the end of the day, he just isn't, you know, I mean, just a little detail things when down the stretch, I believe it was like a, under two minutes when Wiggins took that kind of ill-advised shot, man. Like, right, the coaches yeah. got to draw up something, man. You know, he got to get them boys, you know, in their best set. And, you know, and then yeah, I don't understand, man. Get the ball to Cat, man. Exactly. You know you what I mean? That was a crucial. Right down in the middle. Use him. And he's hungry. And he's hungry. Yeah. And he's hungry. And he, and he, he wants to be great. You know, I mean, I, I like Wiggins. He, he's talented. He's an athletic freak, man. But he, I'm starting to think he ain't got that dog in him, man. I'm starting to think it. You know, I understand he's still young. You know, mm-hmm. this is only his second year. You know, um, you know, just looking at his stats like last year, his rookie of the year campaign, he was averaging 14 points a game. You know, the this year he's averaging 16. But I think overall the biggest difference with his game you were speaking to me, has his game regressed? I think defensive-wise, I think it's kind of regressed because I'm seeing guys go to the basket and score on this dude, man. I'm like, man, this dude is 6'8", can jump out of the gym. He should be sending that stuff in the 15th row. Right. And, and you know, the local media here in the Twin Cities has been, you know, very slowly um, starting to talk about uh, the so-called slight decline of Wiggins because of exactly what you said. There just seems to be a, a very small step back this year for whatever reason. I don't know. But going back to that play last night where he basically just heaved up that nonsense shot because that really kind of took the air out the arena. It got Golden State really in the perfect opportunity to go back down and score and extend that lead late. And, man, it just killed everything, Jarvis. Yeah, it, it really did. And, you know, just a little footnote, like I don't pay attention to the local media, you know what I mean, because they're oh, jaded. Yeah, well, you, you, for my you job, know, so. I got to, though. All right, right. I, I understand that, you know. I mean, and, and only local, I mean, I just watch and listen to just 
signings and particular news, but as far as these guys' opinions, I could care less. Right, and we got Run CNC in the chat room, and he's out here talking about um, maybe Sam Mitchell because he's a Lakers fan. So he was like, "Hey, we'll take Sam Mitchell maybe over uh, Byron Scott." Um, I I would definitely say have at it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just off of you know um, previous experience, I take Byron Scott over Big Sam here, but. Um, let me ask you this, man. As you you talk about Carl Anthony Towns and and how hungry he is. But oh, before I do that, Jarvis, just hold on one second. We got the main man in here, the number one, Chief Rockus. You know, I don't do it like Doug. I don't sit there and make fun. I've learned my lesson <laughs> from from uh, apparently uh, Jungle Brother here the other day. But um, the number one Chief Rock is up in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Let's stand at attention and play his fight song. Give him that Ohio State love, Mr. Jersey Burn. All right, back in with Jersey. Um, my mom says hello, Jersey, and there. Um, Jersey was asking about you, mom. Um, Jar- Jarvis, my mom Reese Bell is actually in the chat room. She likes to hang out with us every once in a while. She's over on the south side of town there. So, uh, Jersey was asking about her, and mom popped in to say hello to Big Jersey. So, what's going? How down? you doing, ma'am? You know, I don't know your mother, Miss Bella. Is that it? Reese, Reese Bell. Miss, oh, Miss Reese Bell. How you doing tonight, ma'am? <laughs> and actually, now you you went to South High School, didn't you? That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was trying. Now, what year did you graduate? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Okay, yeah. Because my crew was gone in eighty-seven. Yeah, I don't know anybody that time frame. Because the last person I know that went to South, I think, got out in eighty-nine. So right about when oh, we were okay. starting as a freshman there. And uh, my stepsister went there, I think, for a year or two, uh, Leslie Bell. But uh, anyway, man, back, so, back to so – I don't, I, don't I don't mean to cut you off, Vince. No, uh, go ahead, so you – so, you know, one of my, uh, you know, one of my buddies, you know, growing up, you know, I kind of looked out for – you know, looked out mm-hmm. – you know, look, he, I looked up to him as kind of a, you know, a hoop mentor. It was uh, Brian Carpenter. So he was like, what, the freshman or junior or All sophomore right, or something yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah B. Carp- yeah, B. is my boy, man. Hey, you don't happen you know, to very know. Very underrated. Um, do you know Jason Collins by chance? Jason Collins. He went to Washburn also. Yeah. Yep. Nah, maybe uh, if I see him, you know, yeah, a lot of cats, man. Like, he was. He kind of rolled yeah. in that time frame. He is um, my son's best friend's father, and he played on Washburn's. Uh, the team that had uh, Adam Boone's kid on there or something when they won the state championship, I think back in 96. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about uh, Aaron Boone. Yeah, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, yep. uh, Big uh, Big Moose, and Eric Minia, and um, this one cat, uh, Suttles or something like that, yeah. the little point guard. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, they won so, yeah, the, the championship. Yeah, they won the championship a year after I graduated, and uh, I never lost to them dudes. We we used to handle them dudes back then, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I moved to, out to Seattle, and I'm calling back home and stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, Washburn won the championship." I'm like, "Washburn, them dudes yeah, won." Okay, exactly. 
<laughs> yep. And my, oh, and my sister uh, as well. My I, I said my stepsister before, but my actual biological sister. Do you would you happen to know Kim Bell? Kim Bell, that name uh, sounds. You're not so going to miss her bro. because she's about six feet six inches tall. Wow. No, uh, maybe she if I see her, bro. Washburn and over at the U as well. Kim Bell, that, that name do sound familiar, bro. Well, you know so, what? Go to my Facebook page. You can kind of look through there. But yeah, man, I okay. you, you 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 just may know her because she was rocking at Washburn right about that time as well. Because she's a lot younger than me. We, there's an uh, an eleven year age gap between me and my sis. So, oh, okay. So yeah, I was long gone by that point. But let me ask <laughs> you this, man. Uh, talking about these T-, T wolves, and again, you're listening to Sports Done Right with the Sports Governor Vince Wright. We got Jarvis J on the line. Um, direct from uh, Minneapolis here. And Jarvis, let me ask you this. I'm getting back to the Timberwolves real quick. Um, I think obviously uh, Pekovic is done. Um, he just oh, seems man. broken he's... down all the time. And it's too bad like because he's very talented. Ever. And yeah, the contract one, comes into play. One of the worst contracts ever, man. This dude is literally stealing money. I mean, yes. seriously. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, when he, when he's not injured, he's a pretty nice player. But the, those days are long gone. How do we get yeah. rid of this guy? Um, do we do any sign and trades? I, I'll, I'll admit I'm not fam- too familiar with his contract offhand. So if you know more than me, you know, chime in. But we we got to find a way to get something for this guy. All right. Um, he, he signed a, like a, a fairly healthy extension, bro. I mean, some, I mean, I think I can't even, I'm, I'm not going to even speculate on the exact dollars. I'm, you know, I don't have it in front of me, man. Right. But my whole thing is this, man. I just think we just need to just buy that dude out, man. Like, I don't exactly. think anybody wants that guy, you know, yeah. because oh, yeah. with the trade deadline, like there was no kind of, there was no buzz, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he was coming back, you know, like he was healthy. He played a few games and then, I think they are shutting down a little bit after that, you know, but I mean, I just think they should just buy him out, man. And just, you know, you gotta, you know, take those losses, you know, I think so too, brother. Cause you know, at this point, just taking up space ain't, ain't, ain't helping us. As you said, we can't get rid of him because obviously he's often injured and mm-hmm. there's no, there's just no trade value, nothing there that, that, you know, can help us. Um, Jarvis, let me ask you, man, have you been uh, kind of keeping an ear on this LeBron story coming out of Cleveland yeah, a little here? Bit. With, what do you think about this? Is this just kind of a lot of nothing? Or do you think that because of LeBron's recent behavior, um, you know, the quick trip back to Miami on the day off to hang with Dwayne Wade, um, now the, the unfollowing of all these uh, Cleveland uh, Twitter accounts and, you know, Cavalier team accounts, things like that. Do you think that there is a chance that LeBron may be gone again from Cleveland after this year? Um, hey, man, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And my whole take, like, I was debating this with some people. And, you know, and it's just like Dwayne Wade, that's his homeboy. You know, they had a couple of days off. They didn't have practice. I mean, what's wrong with him going to hang out, you know, the recharge his batteries. I mean, you don't know what that guy's dealing with. Like, everyone wants to, you know, insinuate and say what they will do, but they don't know what people deal with or going or, or what they're going through. It's a lot of pressure on that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has a whole city, I mean, kind of the whole state of Ohio on his back. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, and I, and I, and I just, 
just me personally, I just don't think the guy does well with pressure. I don't think he handles pressure well at all. So he mm-hmm. might be having some type of regrets of going back to Cleveland. I think, oh, I think he I mean, definitely is having regrets, Jarvis. I mean, right. you know, and, and I, I mean, don't I'm blame him. At, <laughs> right, right. And, I, and I'm looking, you know, I've, I've watched quite a few Cav games this year. Right. And I'm just looking at his interaction with his teammates and his body language. Like, it, yeah, it just... You know, it just doesn't look right to me. So, I don't know, man. I mean, anything is possible, man. You never know with this guy. I mean, you have this uh, this new TV contract coming up, so the salary cap will go up, so these contracts will be bigger. So, it's yeah. just like, you know, you, you never know who's going to throw that cash at him, you know? Who knows? No, you're you're absolutely What's right. What's your opinion man. about the whole thing? What's your take well, on it? What's well, here's, take on here, here's my take, man. I think he definitely has regret. Um, I think that he, you know, just just kind of, you know, looking around and sees what's going down, um, probably thinking we have no chance of, of taking down, um, you know, Golden State. Um, I think mm-hmm. they have a better chance against uh, San Antonio. But, uh, you know, I think he's definitely having regrets. I think he's definitely in. I think he may be realizing he's in a tough spot. Jarvis, this guy can't leave Cleveland again. They're going to burn that city down. And and I don't mean to you know to speak out of turn on that. Obviously, with all the stuff that's going on in our country right now, but Jarvis, well, if they can, did you, that, can you see? If him? They did that, man. Oh my goodness! Go ahead. I'm sorry, Vince. I'm sorry, Vince. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Jarvis, if he leaves Cleveland again, man, he's gonna have he, he's gonna need hardcore Secret Service security. Man, if if something like that happened, man, that just says a lot about the Cleveland sports fan, you know, because, at, you know, we're, we're, I'm from Minnesota, and mm-hmm. these Vikings have, you know what I mean? Like, if that was <laughs> yeah. the case, you know, just all of the disappointment that we've had, then, you know, there wouldn't be a building standing here. You know, I just think that it's sad, man, that a whole city, I mean, a state, would just put everything on the back of a, of a player, of a sports player, you know, of a, of a basketball player, man. I mean, I understand... You know, we live in the sports world and everything, but come on, it's not that's it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it's not that serious. I'm sitting here having a conversation with someone on on social media, man, and they're just like, you know, like like they have, you know, a majority stake into the Cavs. Like, I mean, it's it's ridiculous how this guy is being praised, how he's being scrutinized. I mean. I took a lot of heat for saying that I think he was the most overhyped player to come into the league. I mean, they anointed him the king, and he hadn't done anything yet. So, I, you know what? I, I first off, I totally agree with you. Is I felt the same way when they started running his games, uh, his high school games on ESPN. Um, mm-hmm. You know, man, I was really upset, and I, I couldn't kind of believe what I was seeing. And I'll tell you where it changed for me, Jarvis, just in terms of the personal thing. And run CNC in the chat room. I see you out there, sir, and I'm going to get to your uh, point that you just put out there in a minute. So hang tight with us. But when I saw, I can't remember, it must have been maybe Jarvis, his, let's say, second or third year with the Cavs. Um, A a friend of mine, he sells uh, medical supplies. And, you know, he was comped a couple tickets. So mm-hmm. me and him went to the game one night, you know, great seats, midcourt, you know, like fifth row right down there. And the way that LeBron went, ran that team, man, was like uh, the precision of a general, um, you know, doing his thing. 
I mean, I couldn't believe the, the way this guy was, you know, in control of his team and getting players in the right spot and pointing them into right spots. And, and, and at that point, I became a fan. I wasn't a fan of, you know, the, all the stuff that ESPN was giving us. But from what I saw as just a, a personal fan in the, in the seats, I was cool with them. And I had no problem with him going to Miami. He did a, a poor job with that stupid show that he did. And I realized he raised right. money, you know, for the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And that's always a good thing. So that's cool. But that should have been handled differently. And also, right. so he comes back home. He writes that magnificent letter, that beautiful letter. Jarvis had tears in everybody's eyes. Ohio was ready to make him governor. Welcome home. All the people that burn the jerseys, no problem. Come on back. And now he's in a tough bind, man. And I, I yeah. know deep down he probably would love to get out. But, man, how's that going to look if, if he pulls the trigger on that? Not good. Yeah, it, it, it won't. You know, it, it really won't. And my thing, you know, he, he's, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, you know, but. I've seen some lists where people have him as the third greatest player of all time, which is absurd to me, you know. But the whole situation, man, it's it's just it's real strange. Just his behavior is strange. I mean right. I saw the interview the you know, the post game, you know, press conference last night and the guy just seemed kinda of standoffish, like oh, yeah, his yeah, body yeah. language is saying he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, you know, I, so, I man, he might, he might be today. done, man. Jarvis, I yeah, He might be done, man. I, hey, anything's possible because I watched that at lunch um, on one of the Facebook feeds there, and I couldn't believe it because, you, know, the, the, you know, the guy asked him a question, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to answer whatever. Then the other guy just asked him a legitimate basketball question, and he takes off. Right, right, right. Like, that's that's when – I kind of like, ooh, that, right. you know, just that body language yep. aspect of it, man. He looks like he's one foot out of the door, man. And yeah. then you and then you take it from this aspect, okay, he's gone in Miami, you know, so it's Kyrie's team now. So then all of a sudden he comes back, so now Kyrie has to take this secondary role. So I think it might right. be some inner fighting in that locker room, man. I mean, because someone had pointed something out to me how they were running a pick and roll. And Kyrie, you know, uh, LeBron setting setting the pick, and then he rolls to the basket. And if he just throws it up, you know, it's a dunk. No, you know, yeah. Kyrie, you know, just takes a, a, a you know a fadeaway shot <laughs> over two guys, right. and LeBron gave him this kind of a look, man. And it was just like, ooh, you know what I mean? You just yeah, know salty. this little subtle things, you know, subtle things, you know. That's what so, it is. It's all subtle stuff right now. There's nothing really big, you know, that's blowing the newspapers out or anything. You know, it's like, what did they say, uh, m making a mountain out of a molehill? It's just all these little things are starting to add up a little bit. And um, with that being said, exactly. sir, let me let me get to the chat room here. Is, um, these guys are making some real good points. Um, Run CNC says LeBron's issue is he wants to make all the decisions, and he isn't a GM. Who trades Wiggins mm. before you see what he, what he is? Because you could have right. never gotten love any time. Uh, now he is looking at his fifth finals loss, which is awful. He then continues a uh, run CNC says, Oh, speaking from Ohio, if he left Cleveland, they shut these borders down and be looking for Maverick Carter. <laughs> okay. Uh, Grego is in here as well. 
Uh, Grego says, I definitely think LeBron leaves again, and the media sharks are in LeBron's waters. Uh, Grego, uh, or this is run CMC to Grego. Uh, Grego, man, I feel everybody is looking for him to lose. I think there's, I think some are getting tired of his act, and I think Run CNC is onto something there, Jarvis. I, I think people that. are kind of just getting tired of it. Absolutely, you know. But uh, yeah. you know, what do you think? What do you think about these Vikings free agents? You know, if you want to switch it up a little bit. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, the Vikings. Vikings have gotten some stellar pickups here. Um, I think uh, definitely getting uh, the offensive lineman, and bear with me here as I'm actually trying to pull up some uh, Vikings information here as well. But, um, yeah, th- they got help on the offensive line, which was much needed. Um, you know, even though they got Lodeholt coming back, but he's coming back from injury. Uh, John Sullivan, the uh, starting center, is coming back, but he's had two back surgeries. So, you know, how long is he going to last? Nobody truly knows. And the other thing, Jarvis, is we got to get this receiver, man. You know, I talked about Josh Doxson out of TCU, but we got to find a way to get that deep threat, man, because we're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs if we don't have a deep threat receiver. Just my opinion. You're right. You're right. And, you know, I mean, what is a deep threat? I mean, Teddy got to get the ball down there. You know, he has to get the ball, you know, to the deep threat unless – the deep threat is going to be a decoy. A lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff that Mike Wallace did last year to open up some stuff underneath for Diggs and um, Jarius Wright, you know, that type of situation, right. you know. But the steam from what I'm hearing is that the kid out of Ole Miss, that's who they're kind of enamored with, the, the Treadwell kid. You know, yeah, they, they, they like that guy. So, And there's also another receiver out of uh, New, or- or New Orleans, Nilter Dame. Um, I forgot his name right now, but he ran like a a four point two flat out on the forty. So if the Josh Doxson, who's a little bit slower at receiver, um, doesn't work out, look for the uh, Notre Dame receiver, and I'll get his name up here shortly. But um, yeah, just the Vikings shoring up that offensive line is uh, what I thought was definitely issue number one, and you know they brought in some good people. Um, and then, you know, you got Matt Khalil well, out there as well, too. And, you know, he's yeah, the I big mean, question you know, mark. Alex... Go ahead, brother. Hello? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? You're kind of breaking up on me, Grant. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me, Jarvis? Jarvis? Hello? Can you hear me? We hear you. Okay, I hear you now. Okay, there we go. Yep, I can hear you. I hear you now. I hear you now. Okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you know, I was just saying here we got Matt Khalil back, um, you know, left guard Brandon Fusco, um, you know, some other people, Phil Lohold. um, We'll see about him. He's actually been probably their most uh, steady guy. And then we talked about John Sullivan and his back issues as well. So, yeah. are you? Do you think um, Spielman's done a good job with with these uh, offensive signings, Jarvis? I think he did a great job. I mean, Andre Smith and Alex Boone, you know, the left guard, and like I said, Andre Smith, the right tackle. Man, like those are road graders. Like these are guys that are up here, you know, run blocking, which we need, you know, for Adrian Peterson. I mean, just to think about, it, I mean, he 
led the league in rushing last year, man, but he left a lot of yards on the field, man. Field, yes, like, sir. there was a lot of times where, you know, there's penetration, so he was getting the ball, you know. So mm-hmm. I think definitely Spielman has done a great job, man. And I like uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Lamore and uh, Travis Lewis, the two linebackers that we picked up, and, and Michael oh, yeah. Griffin, the safety. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I really think – Whoops, you're breaking up on a strong draft. And, there you go. You know, just the other young players, you know, just maturing and getting their NFL bodies and, and coming more familiar with what teams are trying to do to them scheme-wise. Right. Like, I, I really – this team is on the uprise, man. It, it really is, and I think Spillman has done a great job, you know. I was a, kind of a critic of him initially when he yes. first started. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I think the guy's the done a great one. job. I have no quarrels with him. All right, and then in the chat room we got the chief. What, what's your opinion? What's your? I I think it's I I like Spillman. I think he's kind of redeemed himself here in the past few months. I'm willing to give right. him another look. Um, I was one of those, like you said, uh, you know, early on in his tenure, was not a fan at all. But I, right. you know, I I think here over, especially over the past year, he's kind of, you know, at least on paper, made the right moves. You know, obviously how mm-hmm. things break out are, are two different things. But, you know, in terms of that, I think he's done all right, and I'm willing to keep him around here for a little bit. Um, I was one of those guys, Jarvis, that was, you know, this time last year I was ready to ride him out of town. So he has definitely right, done a right. good job here the past few months. So I'm with you on that one. Um, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater. What are your takes on him? What I, or better yet, instead of that, maybe the question should be Jarvis. And again, folks, we got Jarvis J on the line from Minneapolis, Minnesota, here in our hometown with the sports governor, Vince Wright, on Sports Done Right every Tuesday night, Spreaker.com. That's right. And um, so the question is this. What does Teddy B have to do to get to the next level? Right now, I think a lot of people see him as just kind of one of those middle-of-the-road quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. What does it take for, for Teddy B to become a top-six quarterback in this league? Well, I mean, okay, let's just – what I like about Teddy is that he's very careful with the ball. You know, he doesn't turn it over, and that's what you want. You don't want your quarterback giving the ball away to the other team. As far as uh, improvement-wise, you know, I just I think he needs to get in the weight room, get a little bigger, you know, so he can yeah, withstand a, a little bit more, you know, of that, you know, <laughs> the yeah. brunt that's going to come his way. Yeah, but, yeah the but, beatings you take as a quarterback. Right, right. But where I think he needs to get better is from, like, 15 to, like, 25 yards down the field, you know, mm-hmm. over the linebackers. I think he needs to start hitting on more passes, you know, as far as that. And and, and I wish he would utilize uh, Rudolph a little bit more, man. You know, uh, tight end is a quarterback security blanket, man. And I just thought that he wasn't getting him the ball, you know, like he should have been. You know, I think Rudolph should at least, you know, have at least eight targets, maybe even more game, just to, you know, just to keep things, keep things honest. Very well said, man. I, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to jump in. Um, The Vikings have always been very solid over their history in the tight end position. Um, It goes back to the 70s with Stu Voigt, um, Steve Jordan in the early 80s, um, on to present day. And we have uh, Mr. Rudolph. 
I think, like you said, they got to get him at least eight to 12 decent looks a game because when the ball is in his hands, for some reason, Jarvis, he makes plays and good things happen mm-hmm. when he gets the ball. And and that guy and is really becoming an elite tight end in this league. Yeah, and he's a mismatch, man. What, he's like 6'6"? Six, six? Yep. You know what I mean? He, he's a mismatch. You know, he got huge hands. Like, he catches everything you throw his direction, man. Like, I, I really think that, dude. you know, Teddy needs to get the ball to him a little bit more, you know, and, and I'm very curious on, you know, if, you know, Diggs is going to have a sophomore slump. Right. You know, I'm very interested in that. And like I said, and I, you know, spoke about it last week, you know, they need to get something out of Cordero, not just on the special teams, but right. yes. whether it's an end around or whatever, like they need to utilize. This dude's a, a athletic freak, man. I mean, yeah. they need and, to get him in the game and yes. get him ready. You know, that's, that's, a, that's to me, that's, that's the mark of a great coach is basically taking a guy who mm-hmm. has a bunch of talent, but yet, you know, you, you look at his situation. He went to JUCO. He played at Tennessee one year, so he hasn't played a ton, a ton of football right. at such a high, high level, you know. So I don't know, man. This is this is the make or break year for that guy, man. I'm a fan of his. I want to see him do well just because I know how the local media feels about that guy here. Yeah, it you would know? be one of the best sports turnarounds in our city, in a long time, Jarvis, because I, I don't think that there's just outright hatred for Kadero Patterson, um, despite how he's been portrayed sometimes in the press. I think people want to see him do good because they know, just like you know, the potential that is there. So if we can find a way this year to get him involved, and I think the key is to do what you said, but you know we can't have it to the point where, okay, Kadero's coming in the game, so get ready. There's some type of trick play coming some type of misdirection right. play coming. That's what Zimmer's going to have to figure out is how to disguise him into whatever plays or whatever schemes he's going to come up with. But it just can't be to the point where, okay, he's coming into the game, so now we know as a defense something is up, and we're just going to key two people on him and shut him down. Right, right, and right. And Grego mm-hmm. out here in the chat room says they didn't even use Sidney Rice uh, right as well up here. Oh, he said they didn't use Sidney Rice. Yeah, they right? didn't. Yep, did not. Uh, I think man, Sidney was huge for us, man. Like that, you yeah, know, that, he had, that, he that had far a, year. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it was a shame that you know he had to leave. Which you know, right. at the end of the day, like it probably was you know considering the situation, he had to retire from injuries. You know, mm-hmm. so I guess that was kind of a smart move by not signing him. Unless they knew something that we didn't know, you know. Yeah, and, you, <laughs> you know, know these things are privy to yeah, certain information I mean, that we don't. Yeah, and I, that's exactly what I was just going to say too, Jarvis. Because obviously we don't know everything behind the scenes there, but I do know this because my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law they own a uh, wing stop restaurant over in St. Paul at Harmar Mall, and Sydney oh, okay. Rice and Sydney Rice, uh, who they pointed out to me is a uh, entrepreneur and owns quite a few Wingstop uh, franchises around the country. So uh, Sidney Rice is doing his thing and uh, spending his money correctly. And that's how you do it, man. That's that's exactly how you do it, man, because this football, this game, man, this is a barbarian game, man, and exactly. people just real, don't realize how, you know, the collisions, man, affect 
people, man. Like, our body, you know, we're human, man. We're not no crash test, test dummies, man. Like, you know what I mean? Those right. hits, those things add up, man. And I don't blame the Calvin Johnsons and the, the Marshawn Lynches and, and a couple of these other brothers who, you know, hanging the cleats up a little bit early, man. You don't want to be waking up sore every every Monday morning or whatever the case may be, man. I mean, you know, so you got to get your money and you got to invest it and you got to let your money work for you, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Jamal Mashburn is doing kind of the same thing, man. Monster mm-hmm. Mash got that, got that paper, man. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep, I, I couldn't well, have said it any better myself, man. I couldn't have said it any right. better myself. Well, and, Jarvis. And, and I think, and, and just ahead. one more point. I, yeah, I just think that, you know, when they have these rookies, you know, support, well, support like, the symposiums, those rookie symposiums, like they need to encourage that with these rookies to, invest their monies and to, you know, set their money aside, you know, because a lot of these dudes, you know, that college degree, a lot of them didn't get it. So, you know what I mean? You're just basically playing with what you have when you get to the league, man. You can't just blow it off. You know, you got to invest it. And they need to have people who should help these athletes with that, man. So they're not running around here, you know, broken out of the league, you know, and they contribute to, you know, blood, there's blood, sweat, and tears to these organizations, man. I just think that's shameful, man. And I think they need to really help a lot of these athletes. Right, exactly. All right. Well, folks, this is Jarvis J on the line. Jarvis, before I let you get out of here, man, um, let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked twin, or not, excuse me, we've talked about our Timberwolves, we talked about our Vikings. Um, we'll get into Twins baseball, you know, as it kind of comes here. Baseball, obviously, a very long, long season. Let me ask you this. Yeah, but <laughs> let me ask you this just real quick here, because this is something I'm going to touch on a little later. Um, the state of the Minnesota sports fan, how would you describe it for our friends out here in the national uh, media? I'd like to educate them on, you know, getting out there, you know, how we feel and stuff as well, so... Um, tell us just tell the folks about what it's like, at least from your perspective, to be a Minnesota sports fan. Man, it's it's nerve wracking, man. It's nerve wracking. You know, it's you know, it's like it's disappointing a little bit just because we've had some great teams here, man, and and not many championships to show for it at all. So it's 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 frustrating, man. I I don't mean I think that's what it boils down to if you want to just put it in one word, it's frustrating, man. Just, you know, sitting on something like I can remember was in 1987, you know, when, you know, Darren Nelson dropped the pass that could have sent us to the Super Bowl against the Redskins, man. You know, I mean, just we've, we've had so many close calls to championships, man, just to only to, you know, have the rug taken from underneath us, man. So I would say it's just it's just, it's frustrating and disappointing being a Minnesota sports fan. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, that's all I can put it. I mean, no, I seriously, hear I hear you. you well, know? Jarvis, man, I'm gonna let you go here. I'm gonna start putting a bow on this show so we can get out of here for John Fisher. But Jarvis, let me tell you, man, and, and I'll hit you up on you know outside of this. But I really appreciate you coming on here. I really appreciate you taking the time to you know, uh, no come on and school people on, on our sports here from Minnesota. It means the world to me. And like I said, man, I, I can't wait to catch up with you in person and hang out, have a brew or two, and do our thing. 
But man, thank you so much for uh, popping in here tonight. Really appreciate it. No doubt, Big Smooth. Anytime, man. All right. No doubt. I'll be in touch, and we'll do it again next week. All right, bro. Peace out. Okay, Jarvis. Peace peace out, everybody in the chat. All right. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jarvis J in the chat. What's going on? Or from the chat room and from other chat rooms joining us as well. And what can I say, man? That brother knows of what he speaks. And I I like having him on because I like, you know, um, you know, just bringing that Minnesota sports to you every once in a while. Um, I want you guys to get a feel of what it's like up here in the north central part of the country. And, man, that's really about it. And then Jarvis J brings it. He's well-schooled. He knows a lot about sports. And, you know, that's that's all I got to say is Big Jarvis, baby. Big Jarvis in the house. Give it up for him one more time. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break of the evening. Then we're going to come back here and we're going to put a bow on the show. I want to thank everybody for joining me in the chat room tonight. John Fisher, Jersey popped in here. Grego, um, we got Run CNC, my mom, Reese Bell. Thank you for joining us as well. Um, Jarvis Jay's listening. He wasn't in the chat tonight, but obviously called in. And again, want to thank Big John Fisher for calling in earlier as well. Um, appreciate him popping out. I know I know he was listening to Ninja a little earlier, but I appreciate him taking some time to call because I really like picking his brain on stuff as well. So let's do this. Let's take our last little break here. I'll come back. We'll put a bow on it. And then it's cooking with the microwave. Keep it tuned here. Sports done right. This one's for you, Big Jersey. Stay young at heart I could should never, never, never. 
The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. And back we are. We're going to wrap this show up. Sports Done Right coming to an end here. Another great show. Again, want to give big ups to Mr. John Fisher for calling in. My main man, Jarvis J from uh, Northside Mini over there. About 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away from me here uh, over on the Woodbury side of town. So I want to appreciate, I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time out of your uh, evenings to give us a call and uh, definitely grace us with your sports knowledge. Uh, close game here. Uh, let's kind of wrap it up with the scores before we get off the air for John Fisher and cooking with the microwave. Uh, Oklahoma City is up 105 to 101 over Houston, and there is uh, 30 seconds left in that game. So that one's going down to the wire. Let's get you guys uh, updated some other stuff, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Fisher, I'll be off the air within five minutes. Um, just want to give folks a little update here on some stuff. Um, get into the NBA. And, of course, we're having some issues here with some of the equipment in the situation room hopefully all right popping up popping up but folks one thing here while this stuff's kind of resetting um let me say this to you it's, it's been an interesting uh couple couple days here a lot of time to reflect 
And I'm just going to say this, folks. Life is too short. Um, Life is too short to hold grudges, uh, to harbor hatred in your heart, to uh, really just want to send out some bad vibes and and to really mess with people and, and do things like that. Look, man, here's the thing. And, and mother, thank you very much. Um, great show, son. Blessings to everyone. Um, thank you, mom. And mom, I'm really glad you joined us. Um, everybody was asking about you, so I'm sure they enjoyed you uh, trying to uh, or getting back in here in the chat. So give it up for mother Reese Bell, mom of the go. And let me just finish this here um, before I make way for cooking with the microwave. Um, life's too short, man. Life is just too short. Um, I, you know, uh, people come after you. People may throw shade your way. People may throw obstacles in the way of where you're trying to get and go in life. Don't do that. Um, I was listening to a podcast today talking about staying in the deep waters of life. Um, you don't want to get in the shallow water. The shallow water holds criticism and anger, um, jealousy, and things like that, man. Well, here's the thing. Folks, life is too short. It's too short to get caught up on, the, on a bunch of nonsense and a bunch of BS. Um, you know, you just don't want to harbor and hold on to that stuff because you keep that stuff locked inside. It's not good. Um, I, at this point, I'm just choosing to move forward. You know, people want to come after your governor. They can do that. But the gov's just going to, as Denny Rowe, as Denny uh, used to say, um, stay on the high road. Oh, Denny Green, our, our favorite football coach, our Viking, our Viking legend coach there would always, when he, when he left here, he said, you know what? You can find Dennis Green on the high road. Well, that's also where you can find the gov right beside him, man. Um, look, there's, there's so much good stuff going on in life. Enjoy it. Yeah, there's issues with this country. There's issues with family and friends and just relationships in general. But listen, I got into sports podcasting because I want to talk sports and I want to bring, um, educate people on the Midwest, what we bring to sports in our region of the country. But with that being said, I'm not going to let people bully me. I'm not going to let people uh, troll me in a demeaning manner. And we're just going to move forward. We're going to move forward with the show. We're going to move forward. Um, Like I said, I support everybody. I support. uh, uh, I see you, that ninja. Uh, Thank you uh, for for that note there. I see you in the chat room. Uh, um, And ninja, if you're out there listening, I said earlier because of what's gone on here the past couple days. So I don't want you to take it the wrong way. But I said when I was uh, described when I was uh, going into my show, I said the show uh, ninja show went over again. So the chat room may be late arriving. Please don't take that as any type of shot at you, ninja. Because it, it was not meant that way, please. So, I, I've, you know, getting barrage from uh, jungles is enough for the week from, from this, brother. But, but let me end it on this so we can get out of here and get John Fisher on. Man, I love podcasting. I've, I've really uh, gotten into this. I love talking sports. And, yeah, and, uh, and on my new show, with, um, by the way, which I haven't even mentioned tonight, 
on Thursday nights, me and Reggie Lawrence, also known as Dollars and Cents, are going to be doing a show called The Sports and More Show, where we're going to get a little deeper than sports. We're going to get into politics. We're going to get into uh, uh, raising your kids and issues that come along with that. We're going to talk about making sure you're insured properly, because that's what I do in my real life. Um, I deal with insurance. So we're going to we're going to bring you all kinds of stuff. But in terms of of what's gone down here and for the people who know out there, the real cast Rangers, let me say this to you, to the real cast Rangers. If I rock, if, if he doesn't want me as part of, quote unquote, the real cast Rangers, so be it. But let this be known, sir. Um, I will always support you brothers. I will always be in your chat rooms and I will always listen to your shows and I will always promote your shows. That's what I do. I don't have time for hatred in this game. This look, we good. Uh, Thank you, Ninja. I appreciate that. Um, these hosts and these shows are on the verge of doing big, big things, big, big things. And folks, when I say that I'm not BSing you. But we got to be looking forward and not get caught in, in the nonsense. And, you know, stuff, putting stuff out there in chat rooms and, and taking it public over the air. Unfortunately, I had to respond this way because the person that came after me kind of, you know, did it in a public forum. So I wanted to respond that way. But after this, we move on. But again, folks, I am so happy to be doing what I'm doing. I'm so happy to be your sports governor. And, you know, like the song says, don't let nobody take you down. Um, I, I have a friend and I'm just going to share this. I'm not going to share his name. He is um, very ill. He, he has cancer and quite honestly shouldn't be here. But he's outlived it by five years now. And talking to him yesterday help set the gov straight in terms of his mindset in life. And as, as that young brother says, you steer your own ship, Vince, you steer your own ship. So that's what I'm going to do. I can't control what is said about me, what is put out there about me. But one thing I do, I take the high road. So let me end the show and say, I wish you nothing but love and peace. I cannot wait to, um, uh, see where this show and all the rest of our shows go and the real cast channel and the real cast nation. And I also look forward to, you know, just hanging out and it's and, and growing my show and help growing that ninja show and John Fisher's show cooking with the microwave. And yeah, even jungle show, but we're done with the trolling in, in in that negative capacity. And I see you, Ninja. It's pretty much just playing the dozens with technology. It's all good, Gov. Of course, of course. But I think sometimes, and as was put in our chat room yesterday, Ninja, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell because the lines get blurred a little bit. And obviously, we saw Jungle's reaction, um, which obviously what I said was, was a, a joke. But anyway, we move forward. We move onward. And folks, make sure you're following all these people. Because there's great shows on this channel and we are doing big things here. And we're giving you a perspective that you're not going to hear in mainstream sports media. Okay, it's just not going to happen. So, again, make sure you're listening to our shows. Um, make sure you're following 
that ninja, the Underground Railroad Show. Make sure you're following um, Sports Done Right, the Gov Show, me. Make sure you're following Cooking with the Microwave, the Real Cast Sports uh, Show, the Real Cast Sports Radio Show with Jungle Brother. Um, make sure you follow these shows, the Bottom to the Top Show with Jersey Vern and John Fisher. And Jersey Show, let me see. And Jersey, again, I can't mess up names now. But uh, the Monday Recap Show in which Jersey kind of recaps the weekend for us on Monday at drive time. A real nice kind of drive time show. I love driving home, commuting home on Monday um, with Big Jersey in the house. So um, with that being said, Ninja, I'm going to go back and listen to your show at work as well tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do that first thing in the morning. And I will check you out as well, sir. I'm sure you had some interesting topics as well. Um, I was there for the first part, so I look uh, look forward to the to the talk on the uh, on the on the President Obama, his legacy, and uh, the country, and how they have uh, dealt with him. So, with that being said, folks, it's time to put this show to bed. Let's get it ready for cooking with the microwave tonight. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. One last time, let me thank John Fisher for calling in. Let me thank Jarvis J. from Northside Mini calling in, representing that home team. I appreciate everybody in the chat room. I appreciate everybody in RealCast. Let's move forward, people. Time to make this thing go big time. Let's do this. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to Sports Done Right. You can find me every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, and also my new show with my new co-host, Reggie um, Lawrence. He is also known as Dollars and Cents. And the title of that show is called The Sports and More Show. That's going to be back this Thursday at 7.30 Central Time. Me and Reggie will be talking sports and more. We're going to get into all kinds of very interesting topics. We're going to talk about um, uh, single parent, uh, single fathers, kind of the, the fight that a good man has in terms of uh, seeing his kids if he's paying his child support on time. We're also going to talk about technology. We're going to just talk about, you know, some just some entertainment stuff. And we hope that you guys are around and call in and really help take that show to the next level as well. And I'm hoping next week, people, that finally sports done right. And then eventually the Sports and More show will finally debut on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. So, all right, y'all, everybody have a great night. Again, let's follow John Fisher. He's next. Make sure you follow all of our uh, previous shows that I've listed as well. And make sure you hit the stars and the hearts when you're in there. Like the shows. And we we got to get these numbers up. We got to get the comments up in the chat rooms. We got to get the hearts filled out so we get bigger um, and better space on the speaker format. So, all right, folks, Grego, Jarvis, that ninja, all y'all um, run CNC. My mom was out there. Like I said, Jersey Vern Sluggo was out in the mix. Run, run CNC out there in the mix as well. My brother-in-law was here earlier, Jeff, and of course the wonderful first lady. With that being said, I am Vince Wright. Tomorrow's a new day, people. Let's make it a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Matter of fact, we'll talk to you Thursday night with the Sports and More Show. But this has been Sports Done Right. Thank you very much, and have a very good night, people. Unconquered, unbowed, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports Done Right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. <laughs>
You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right.